The following podcast is a Dear Media production. And action. Hey everyone, I'm Sarah Gretzky. And I'm Natalie Buck. And together, we are the Net Chicks. We're here to talk anything and everything on screen, including what your favorite celebs are up to. And if you want to know what shows we are absolutely loving and hating, well, thank God, because we will be unpacking for you every single Thursday. So grab your Netflix and some popcorn because the chicks are coming. And scene. Hi, everyone. I'm Haley Hubbard, mom to three kids and wife to a touring artist. And I'm Jessica Diamond, a registered dietitian nutritionist with a master's in public health. And this is Meaningful Living. Every week, we're breaking down the overwhelming amount of parenting, nutrition, and lifestyle information into credible knowledge and simple tools. The Cliff Notes Guide to Feeling Confident in Your Everyday Choices. It takes a village. We're so excited to share ours with you. Welcome back to Meaningful Living Podcast. I'm Haley here with my co-host, Jess. And today's episode is brought to you by Lumino, dedicated to illuminating better ideas in oral care. In today's episode, we're talking to Dr. Madahi all about how to properly care for our babies and kids' teeth from the start. Dr. Madahi is a world-renowned and award-winning cosmetic dentist, founder and CEO of Lumino, and best-selling author of three books on the subject of oral health, including his latest, The Toxic Overload, which sheds light on the microbiome's role in whole body health and just how connected your mouth and body health are. We initially brought Dr. Madahi on the show today to answer our kid dental questions because as parents, we had absolutely no idea where to start with our baby and kid's dental health. We didn't know when to start brushing their teeth. How do we actually do it from babyhood on? Do you put a little bit on your finger? Do you use a toothbrush? What products do you use? And when do you actually take them to the dentist? So he answered all those questions, but we ended up learning so much more. He shed so much light onto why we should rethink fluoride in our toothpaste for us and our kids and why proper dental health isn't just about preventing cavities, but actually pivotal in building a healthy immune system and preventing chronic disease, which is all on top of our mind right now. So I'm always nitpicking Tyler on how to actually correctly brush his teeth. And after this episode, I realized we've both been brushing our teeth wrong. So I'll be sending my husband this episode. And Dr. Madahi's entire line of dental products are non-toxic, certified microbiome safe, and therefore the toothpaste is safe if your kids end up swallowing some, which we all know they end up doing. It's a short episode packed with so much knowledge that we know you'll learn so much from. And while listening to this episode, if you enjoy it and find it helpful, we'd love if you'd share or leave a review. It's the reviews and word of mouth from all of you that help others find the show. And we want to share knowledge and real life experience with everyone we can. It takes a village and we're so grateful for you in this community. Now let's hear from Dr. Madahi. I guess we'll just start with the basics. Like, when do you start brushing a baby's teeth? As soon as the teeth come out, we have to do some sort of a brushing. So I think what I have to, uh, first of all, explain, why do we brush our teeth? And it has nothing to do with toothpaste. Zero. The main reason for brushing is the mechanical removal of plaque, which is bacteria off of the surface of the teeth. That's all we're trying to do. So if you brush with water, you don't brush with water, it doesn't matter. As long as you're able to mechanically remove that plaque, you're helping the gums not to get inflamed and not create gingivitis. 
and you're not letting the plaque that has bad bacteria in it uh, secrete acids that would create cavities. Oh, that makes so much sense. Okay. So then I just need to know, how do you actually do that? Right? Like there's so many things. There's like the free to baby toothbrush for babies or those uh, Dr. Brown's makes one on your finger that you can use right when your baby's teeth come out. Do you just take one of those and rub it on their teeth? Yeah. That's all you need to do. That's all you need to do. And you don't, you don't need to rub hard. All you're trying to do is just rub the plaque, which is very soft off of the tooth. Even if you take your nail and go over your own tooth, sometimes you can see how easily it will come off. So gently removing the plaque is all that's necessary. And one of the problems that I see, even with adults, is this concept of scrubbing. Scrubbing your teeth ends in removal of enamel and your gum. That's not cleaning. That's damaging your teeth and gum. And 30% of the gum recession that I see in my practice is due to improper brushing or wrong toothbrush. Wow. It's amazing. I feel like I need to revamp my whole, the way I do things. (laughs) What toothbrush do I need? What toothbrush do my kids need? Where do we start? I think, uh, you know, the concept of brushing is something that I've spent years trying to figure out better ways to get people to actually either brush or use the right toothbrush. And since I've been a dentist for 35 years, I've seen a lot. Wow. So that, that's, I want to explain that in the background because when you've been in an industry and you've been lo- seeing patients on a daily basis over such a prolonged period of time, you have seen all of the fads come and go, all of the new devices come and go, some stay. And I, you get to also see the benefits and some of the issues that are with some of the newer things that are coming up. So an example is electric toothbrush. Electric toothbrush is a great concept in theory. Why? Is because you can brush your teeth properly without you doing the work. The main issue that I have seen and started with people using Sonicare was the people get the electric toothbrush, use it as a mechanical toothbrush. So they go back and forth still, even though with an electric toothbrush, you just have to put it on each tooth at a time. Any movement of back and forth destroys enamel at a much I, greater rate. <laughs> I'm so uh, guilty. At a much greater rate. Now, uh, so I My husband you, do you is very guilty. Do you, have, do you have gum recession? I, I probably know. do. I, I for sure do. There's no question. Do, do you know how you know you have gum recession? Having sensitivity is one of the easiest ways. So drinking something really cold or ice cream and feeling around the gum or the root of your tooth, any sensitivity, usually is because the gum has gone up, the root is exposed, and you have greater sensitivity. That's one of the signs. I'm so glad to learn this because my I definitely don't brush my teeth properly. And now I'm, I definitely have not done it right with Bryce since he was younger, but I'm really excited that I could actually teach him the right way when he's younger to do it gentler. That's, that's amazing. Right. So to, to that effect, I spent actually two and a half years on figuring out a bristle on a toothbrush that will not damage your teeth or your gum even if you're doing improper brushing. So that was the goal. My goal was, I cannot teach everybody how to brush properly. 
what if they're not brushing properly? What can I do so that there will not be any damage? So the bristles that I'm talking about is made out of castor oil. And why that is important is, is one of the most flexible type of bristles that there is. But at the same time, it's flexible, it bends, and it comes back to where it's supposed to go. So a lot of soft toothbrushes that have nylon bristles, after a while, they get bent. And that's, that means that you're putting so much pressure on it that that pressure is bending it, and then you're getting more improper brushing. As long as it's soft, bends, and comes back, you can still clean the teeth properly. So with this toothbrush, uh, and we've, it's been in use now for over maybe two, two and a half years. It has a bamboo handle so that it is also environmentally friendly. So it's a, almost, I would say, 100% um, biodegradable. Uh, and you just brush your teeth and don't worry that you feel like you're, it's too soft. It's doing its job. Well, that's amazing. I can definitely say I'm a sucker for a cute toothbrush or one that I can get excited about. It makes me more excited to brush my teeth. So I think that's a good segue into toddler toothbrushes because I think the answer is to be is to not use an electric toothbrush for them. But sometimes the electric toothbrush is so fun for them. So electric toothbrush, not electric toothbrush for toddlers. Do you have any recommendations there? So again, if you go based on data, when you're asking toddlers to use um, mechanical toothbrushes, they don't seem to do it. They're not in interested in it. Anything that has some sort of a gimmick, uh, pictures, song, si side, uh, sound effects, and everything else, it gets them to actually brush their teeth more properly. It doesn't mean they're brushing properly, but it will get them actually to brush their teeth. So as long as you're supervising and teaching them, those little bit of electric toothbrushes could work well uh, because they'll be more, more, more yeah. motivated to use them. Okay. I feel like dentists always have uh, all these tricks of how to get our kids to brush their teeth effectively or, or to let us get in there and brush their teeth for them at the end. Do you have any tricks up your sleeve that might help us? Because yeah. I'm struggling a bit with my two-year-old. Yeah. So, you know, the, first of all, your two-year-old doesn't fully understand why you're using this. And, and let's not actually be overboard in terms of uh, being uh, sort of impatient or not understanding. A two-year-old should not understand what brushing is good for. They have no understanding of it at all. So yeah. what's happening to you, believe it or not, is absolutely normal. And how your, is it son or daughter? Is it your daughter? Son. Your son how your son is behaving is absolutely normal. So part of it is an education of why you brush your teeth because nobody is actually telling them why they're brushing their teeth because they smile and say, there's nothing stuck on my tooth. What do I have to brush it? Why is it important? Why do I have to brush in the morning? I brush at night. So what you can do is uh, tell them, you know, even though when you're smiling, you don't see anything, Take your nail on their tooth and see what's on it. Show them the fact. They have to see it. Or take their nail and put it on there. Look what's on that tooth okay. that you don't see. The That's brushing really is, is supposed to take care of this. 
it kind of makes it fun for them too. Something that's worked in our household too is I have two toothbrushes. I, I took this from our idea with the spoon that you don't want to be fighting with your kid at meals for the spoon. So I was like, all right, I don't want to be fighting for the toothbrush back. So I'll give Bryce one toothbrush and I'll use a second one to try to get yeah. in there so that he still has one to hold on to. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, great so idea. all these things, are, I, I think all of these ideas are great. As long as they know why they're doing it, it helps. Uh, finding any type of an animation on YouTube or anything that would describe it in a kid-friendly manner, I think it would help as well. It's great. I want to also add one more thing. You mm-hmm. can also get your children to brush your teeth. Oh, that's a good idea. So you brush my teeth, I brush your teeth, you, we do these games. So getting them to also do it can get them excited as well. That's a great tip. Or, or br- brushing together, that. brushing together. You know, all, the, all, the, all these type of things I think are fun games. Okay, I think we need to talk about toothpaste because, right? I definitely am so much more conscious about what toothpaste I use for Bryce than I even in myself. And I know that you know so much about toothpaste. So which toothpaste should we be using for our toddler? All right, so here is the controversial area of dentistry in terms of toothpaste, fluoride, no fluoride, and everything else. So what I want to do, I want to present different ideas and different school of thoughts so that your listeners are being exposed to everything and then they can make the best choice themselves. Okay. So as dentists, all throughout dental school, we are being told that fluoride is a key component of making your teeth stronger and is a key component of making sure that you don't get cavities because your teeth are stronger, right? That is a true fact. It is true. Fluoride makes your teeth stronger. Fluoride uh, decreases the chances of you getting a cavity. That's true. Where we get into the controversial aspect of fluoride is fluoride is a neurotoxin. That is also a fact, right? And if you swallow toothpaste, you can have stomach issues. You may feel like vomiting. It gets absorbed into your body in different ways. And too much fluoride causes your teeth to be more yellow, have whitish spot on it. And also fluorosis, which has become a great concern to even CDC, is that it makes your bones more brittle and yellow. So how do we navigate this roadmap? So... All of our products, from the children to adults, none of them contain fluoride. And the reasoning that we went this way was mainly because there is fluoride in everything you eat. This has become the problem. The problem is when you have fluoride in the water and in your water source there is fluoride, that means everything you eat from vegetables to potato to apple to fruits, everything. Rice has some sort of fluoride. Cereal does has fluoride in it. So the issue is, if there's so much fluoride that's going through your body, why do we want to add more? And if the problem of fluorosis, which is too much fluoride, is becoming a greater problem, why do we want to introduce more fluoride? So we started to look at, okay, fluoride is an ingredient and what other ingredients 
could there be in nature that also could help with the aspect of making teeth stronger? And one of the signature ingredients in all of our products, there's two signature ingredients. Number one is dead sea salt. Dead sea salt has a lot of minerals. Fluoride is a mineral. We found other minerals within the Dead Sea that showed promise of similar action, making teeth stronger without the fluoride aspect of it. This is where we stand. And this is our, uh, the concern of uh, also health community to, to the extent that they believe there's a lot of issues health-wise that they're going to is connected to fluoride. That's why they don't want fluoride in their diet. These are the issues that we want to talk about so that people are aware. Most of the people don't suffer from these things, but they have to know these are the aspects of fluoride to also take into consideration. Now, when it comes to kids, one of the things that I've always seen is it's very difficult to get kids not to swallow toothpaste. Right. Absolutely. So what I saw at age eight, at age six, at age 10, certain adult teeth that were coming out had white spots on it. And this is where we knew there was some swallowing of fluoride while the adult teeth were being formed. And that fluoride was getting into the system through also swallowing of fluoride. So, so when, interesting. We, yeah. when we are worried about swallowing fluoride, I, I would go with no fluoride. If you want to go to, to, with toothpaste, again, the toothpaste with my company, which is Lumino, the two benefits of it is one I said is uh, no fluoride. So even if your kids swallow it, there's nothing happens. It's certified non-toxic, which I don't know of any other brand that's certified non-toxic. And then the third part of it, it doesn't damage the microbiome. That means it doesn't kill any healthy, my, healthy bacteria in the, your kids, babies, toddlers' mouth. That means is better protection for them. Wow. So yeah, if they swallow it, it it's fine. Yeah, that's right. Mm. So so we, we, we don't have, if you swallow or accidentally swallow, please seek advice of healthcare. So yeah. use, on a lot of these tubes, there's warnings. Right? Yeah. And then because there's toxicity in the, in the toothpaste or the mouthwash. Well, I'm going out to get your toothpaste for me and for Bryce after this after this episode. I mean that I'm yes. I'm sold. That is fantastic. I mean I I feel so much smarter about this already. Haley, any other basic questions you want to ask? You know, there is one more question. It, how often should we be brushing their teeth? Should we do it uh, obviously morning and night, but should we do kind of a midday brush? Do you have any tips on that? I would say morning and night is definitely enough. Ideally is uh, after breakfast, after lunch, after dinner, right? Ideally. But if you're doing morning and night, that's the key. And then like when, when do we take our kids, babies to the dentist and then how often? Yeah, the best time is when all of the baby teeth are out around age two. It would be the best. And we definitely want to take them where the cavities have not shown up because we don't want the first experience of your baby be with, oh, you have a cavity, we need to fill it, and there's some sort of a painful or traumatic experience. Oh, that makes so much sense. 
That's good to know. Yeah. I think we already touched on this a little bit, but your book is so important about mapping out this connection between your oral health and your immune system. And you talk a lot about the microbiome. So can you just explain what is the microbiome and why should we care about it, especially for our kids? Absolutely. So microbiome is a network of microorganisms. And these microorganisms has good bacteria, has a little bit of bad bacteria, has some fungus, some has some viruses in it. The interesting part of it is that more than 98% of the bacteria is made out of good protective bacteria that's protecting you against uh, infection and disease. How does the microbiome work? There's two actual paths of action. Microbiome, it coats the surface, it coats the surface of your skin. It coats the surface of your nose, ears, mouth, gut. It's coating the surface. By coating the surface with microbiome, you don't leave room for harmful bacteria and viruses to actually attach and grow. They need room to be able to attach and grow. So when you have this healthy microbiome that's there and covered, there's not room for it. So the real estate is taken away. Number one action. Number two action is that because it contains some harmful bacteria and viruses, but at such a low level, what it does, it works symbiotically with your immune system to produce antibodies that are already for those types of harmful bacteria and viruses that are at a better low level to protect you if those numbers spike. So it's working with your immune system. Now, what is so interesting is that the entirety of all uh, dental field, oral cares, products, has been obsessed about killing bacteria. Their, their claim to fame is it kills 99.9% of the germs, 99% of the germs. When you know 98% of the germs they're talking about is your microbiome, a healthy bacteria within the microbiome. So how can this exist? The main issue comes from this. What we know is cavity is caused by bacteria. Gum disease is caused by bacteria. Bad breath is caused by bacteria. So let's get rid of the bacteria. But if that was the solution, why is it the rate of cavities and gum uh, disease continues to go up? If that was the solution and killing them all would actually cause this thing not to be there and not to cause any disease, why are we still having cavities and, and gum disease? The main thing is we are destroying also the protective layer. Yes, we are destroying the bad bacteria, but at the same time, you're making more resistant bacteria. It's the problem with antibiotics. If you take antibiotics every day, after a while, it won't work. So through our formulation with the Dead Sea Salt and other things that we started to mix in, all naturally derived ingredients, we found the holy grail. Holy grail is this. We don't kill any bacteria, which goes against 70 years of dental research completely. We don't kill any bacteria. That means we're microbiome safe, but we neutralize the toxins of harmful bacteria. That is the holy grail. Wow. I am blown away. I feel like I needed, <laughs> I needed to hear all of this about oral care, and I didn't even know I needed it. Yeah. 
Yeah, you know, probiotics for gut health and decreased risk of chronic disease are becoming just much more widely known. And as a dietitian, I love it so much to the point that parents are really thinking about using the benefits of probiotics when they're pregnant or in the newborn stage. And something that I love about your book and research is that you talk about the microbiome on all parts of our body, not just our gut, which we think about a lot. And so one of the keys to keeping our microbiome safe is to rethink what we're using on our body. So whether that's toothpaste that's upsetting the microbiome in our mouth or the quality of the food we eat or you know, the products we put on our skin or overusing hand sanitizer when we have soap and water readily available at home. So I just love it. There are so many small things we can do that have big impacts on our kids and our health. So thanks for bringing awareness to this topic. And I know our listeners are learning so much from you. So thank you. This conversation is so fascinating, but I know we're running out of time. Uh, Haley, do you have any other questions? Yeah. Well, I'm learning so much. This is amazing. But (laughs) what I want to ask you is what's one thing that you wish every listener would walk away knowing today? Yeah, I think uh, the importance of our own and natural abilities to fight disease and infection. We have natural defense systems that is helping us and preserving our own natural defense system is much more important than using artificial or synthetic ways of boosting it. Amazing. So where can our listeners, if they want to come by your toothpaste, that toothbrush that you talked about, where can they find you? So oralessentials.com is the website. We are also on Amazon. So the brand is Lumino uh, or Lumenu or Luminex. Either any of these are okay. Uh, we are in Walgreens, in Wegman, in Rite Aid, in uh, Whole Foods, a lot of and, uh, Sprouts, a lot of things. You can go on the store locator to find also a, a, a store near you. And our whitening products are peroxide-free. That means they don't cause any sensitivity or gum irritation. Amazing. I'm going to go on and buy them right when we hang up with this call. Ditto. Yeah. Thank well, you so much. Yeah, you. Thank You're very you. welcome. Thank you so much, guys. I really appreciate it. Thank you, Lumino, for sponsoring this episode. Find out more about Lumino and the microbiome mission at oralessentials.com. Use our special discount code LIVING to save 15% off your first order. Thanks so much for listening. We hope you found something meaningful from this episode. Please follow the show, rate, and don't hesitate to write a little review. We also have a voicemail box you can call to ask us any questions, tell us the topics you'd like covered, or just share where you're struggling and how you could use some extra support. Call 833-444-FULL or 833-444-3855. We want to hear from you. And tune in every Monday for a new episode of Meaningful Living. And if you're looking for more ways to live a meaningful life, follow us on Instagram at Meaningful Living and visit our website, MeaningfulLiving.com. And don't forget with two L's. Can't wait to see you next week.